0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Start a Puzzle, brought to you by FullScale.io.
1: And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle Podcast. I am your host, Lauren Conaway, founder and CEO of Innovate Her Incorporated. And would be remiss if I did not tell you that today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Sec Advisor Group, the experts in helping others buy and sell small businesses. Whether you're a fellow entrepreneur trying to buy the company of your dreams, or you're trying to sell your business before setting off on your next adventure, Sec Advisor Group helps small to mid market business accomplish their transition action goals. Go to secadvisorsgroup.com or find the link in our show notes. So today we have, I have been waiting for this next guest. I feel like my whole life, but you know, maybe that's a little bit of hyperbole, but I'm actually very excited because today we have with us Joshua Driver. And Joshua is co founder and CEO of Selflessly. Selflessly was actually just named a top indie startup. And you can hear more about that on our Top Indie Startups episode of Startup Hustle podcast. But Joshua, thank you so much for being here with us today.
0: Thank you. I'm just as excited for
1: today. Yay. Thank you. Oh, I love I love it when guests are excited. And I do have to share, I want to share this with the Startup Hustle family. Uh jo- Joshua has the honor of being the first dude that I have interviewed for Startup Hustle. And I am so glad it's Joshua. I'm so so glad it's you, man. Oh, I hope I live <laughs> up to it.
0: This is a big huge to go.
1: I have no doubt. No doubt. Well, so thank you for being with us. Let's go ahead and just hop right into it. So I'm just going to ask you, Joshua, tell us about yourself. Tell us about selflessly. Tell us about your journey. Sure. Um, Those are like three questions, but I have faith that you got it. You got it. I this. do. Uh, <laughs> Josh Driver,
0: Capricorn, uh, Six. Oh, I don't know how deep you
1: you like long walks
0: on the beach? <laughs> I do, world peace, <laughs> big fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, based uh, here in Indianapolis, grew up in Indiana. Um, uh, selflessly is uh, uh, kind of a, it's been a several year dream to start um, and uh, have have built a few companies previously, started a non back in 2015. Um, and, uh, during that time was trying to create a philanthropy program for our company while I was running a nonprofit and, uh, found that, uh, corporate philanthropy is hard. Uh, and largely, uh, philanthropy has been a, uh, a strategy and platform that only big, huge companies could, could leverage. And the disappointing thing is there are a lot of companies out there that have the momentum, the power, and the skills that could be a game changer for nonprofits, and they just don't have a way to coordinate those efforts. And uh, a study came out not too long ago that every year, almost $10 billion billion with a B uh, in resources, whether that's matching donations, skilled volunteers, uh, donations of products and services go undistributed each year from companies back to nonprofits. Wow! That um, I had I had kind of a, a, a Britney Spears meltdown over that, and uh, I, we need to get that kind of stuff out to to nonprofits. And so that was really one of the the biggest reasons why we wanted to start Selflessly is how do we get 100% of businesses to be able to contribute at least something and really start empowering employees to give back in the way that they can. So, uh, for a long time, corporate philanthropy has been managed by you know, like a United Way or uh, you know, a, a strategic type of community investment. And uh, with new generations coming into the workforce and people being more cognizant about where they want to support and how they want to support that just doesn't work like it used to. And we wanna democratize philanthropy. We want to bring inclusion in so that everybody in the company can participate how they want to, they can give where they want to, and they know that their employer is supporting them in how they wanna make impact. So uh, in in the goal of increasing participation, uh, we should be inclusive and we should really celebrate that people are making accommodations, whether it's financially or with their time.
1: Uh, to give to an organization that needs exactly... it. Mm-hmm. That's really fantastic, and I and I love the fact that your origins were so meta. Like <laughs> we, we founded a nonprofit, but now we're founding like this this amazing <laughs> giving platform. Like, like very meta, uh, you know that, that that feels very hip and cool. And now. Um, so one of the things that I love about Selflessly is you've actually created, not only have you created good for the nonprofits that you're serving and you're connecting to these organizations, but you've also created a hiring benefit. Because to your point, we we have these generations that are coming up and they're they're very committed to social good and they want to do good for companies that do good. Um and so so talk to us a little bit about that. What have the, what have you heard from employees of these organizations who are utilizing selflessly? Yeah. Um
0: without sounding too much like a um uh a, a commercial, uh in in some cases this has been uh, the first opportunity where an employee has felt like their what they care about has been uh received by leadership. Um, or uh, where they felt supported personally by the company because they matched a donation to a cause that affected their family. Um, uh, With our system, uh, you can immediately create a workplace giving program. So donation matching, you can give grants to employees to spend, donate money wherever they want to. Uh, They can manage volunteer time off hours. Uh, And then the company can also provide grants or donations of products and services all through our system. It's an all-in-one solution. And so the fun thing has been all of our software demos have really just become brainstorming sessions because companies don't have, there's no like blog that you can go to to learn how to do philanthropy correctly. There's no like resource and everything out there is like super, super expensive. Whereas we're, um, I, I, my co-founder is going to slash my tires for saying this, but we're like the cool mom of philanthropy. Like we're, you know, our smallest customer is a two person quilting store. Shout out to Crimson Tate here in Indianapolis, all the way up to hundreds of employees. Like we love, we love all our little philanthropy chickens and want to, you know, keep, keep them, you know, running around and and doing good. So, um, the insight that the companies get back from the interactions in our system is a new metric you know everybody likes to do performance evaluations and link culture to performance and productivity but for the first time like the the information that an employer or hr gets back is like oh i have a bunch of employees that want to go out and volunteer or i have a bunch of employees that would like to get a coat drive together in the office or or start mentoring uh, high school students. And so we give some really cool insight that HR and and executives may not have known about their employees for whatever reason. Um, And so we think that that's a really cool statistic. There's a lot of value in um, supporting philanthropy within the company. And so uh, everyone kind of wins by having this as as a benefit for the employees. I, I mean I'm biased, but I mean there's just no
1: i mean I, I think a little bit of bias is okay it doesn't mean that you're not correct well, I
0: mean, you're I'm an only child, so it's hard for me to not be correct anyways but <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Same. I I I feel that piece of your journey. So so you mentioned brainstorming sessions, and I I love brainstorming, and I think that one of the greatest benefits of being part of a smaller organization is that you get to be nimble and you get to be experimental, and particularly when you're developing a product, you have the opportunity to to kind of capture that the sky is the limit attitude. You know what what is possible versus what is the the vision, what is the dream what's the most beautiful thing that we can come up with to incorporate into our product and so so i want to ask you a little bit about the development process For Selflessly, you know, when you're sitting around the table and you are working through this all in one solution, it has to accomplish a lot, you know, reporting, tracking, you know, signups, engagements. What did that process look like? How did you kind of key in on the most important components of what Selflessly does?
0: Yeah, so um, I've been in charge of building out corporate social responsibility programs in the past. And uh, I essentially built the platform that I've needed for the last several years and then just thought that I should share it with other people to use for their own companies. Um, so no need to thank me now, but, um, you know, essentially. I, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that, the original kind of foundational component for this was really where we've seen ships passing in the night there's a company that's super jazzed about getting involved in the community, but there isn't an, an internal resource that has the time to farm the opportunities that, that we've got the energy, but we have nowhere to place it. Um, being on the nonprofit side with my, with my nonprofit, I, a lot of my fundraising meetings with, with big companies uh, turned into me telling them how to be a corporate partner. Uh, instead of fundraising for the organization Uh, and it's it's difficult and it's not easy and it's not fun for either side to to coordinate it's just it's a lot of manual a lot of process and so that to the point where people you know fall off or they lose that momentum or energy and so uh, in a cathartic Uh, you know, drive for me personally is I got to get more people connected and thinking about this. So when we start doing product demonstrations, uh, a lot of our customers have never had a solution before. They didn't, they don't see themselves in um, a lot of the stories around corporate social responsibility because it's always big companies, you know, Anheuser-Busch or Kellogg's or exxon like if you're i mean even a 100 employee company like you look at the stories behind salesforce or something like well that's of course they've got like a team of 100 people that manage this of course they can do these kinds of things but I, right. I, but i think quite frankly the most philanthropic companies out there if you look at a utilization uh you know per staff member there are many small companies um, at their scale that give way more than the big companies, but they don't get a big platform to promote that because they don't have the resources to do it. And so that's why we really right. focus on the small to medium sized business. And so our demos really give them that first kind of hit of adrenaline of, Oh, we totally could organize something like that in our company and get people together and do this. Or, Oh, I didn't even think about like, it, you know, cause COVID, uh, I didn't even think about us, you know, uh, creating greeting cards and sending them to senior care centers or or children's hospitals. Um, I I guess you're right. We could do. We could totally do this. We're not gonna we're not gonna kill our bottom line here by incorporating philanthropy because sometimes that's that you, you always have to think about your bottom line and how much is this going to cost. And there are fairly low cost ways to to make big impact. And so. That's where we get the ball rolling with our customers and like, oh, we, we never thought that we would be able to do what what we've done. We just, there are, nobody talks about that and what a small used to. Right. And so that's where I get excited because um, we all can, we can do little things here and there. And so it's it's fun to open that Pandora's box uh,
1: with a, a safe well, and I, I think what's so powerful about Selflessly is you've created a system by which everybody wins. Um, it's a win, 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 win. You know, you have the, the organization that now has more data, they have higher retention, more satisfied employees, they have I'm sure probably tax benefits and you know th- things like that. Um, you have the employees who feel more fulfilled and more connected in their working life. They're more engaged. They're more uh, in tune with their coworkers. Um, you have these nonprofit organizations that are receiving money and resources and time from people that they wouldn't have otherwise connected with. Um, and so, so you've really created this kind of trifecta. And I'm sure that there are benefits that I'm not even thinking of, but you've created this trifecta of when yeah. That's amazing! Like that's your motto. Put it on the business cards. We have a trajectory of win, uh, you know. I, and I, I love that. Um, to so talk to us about about you, what do what do wins look like for you and your partners?
0: You know, um, uh, our our wins are watching the activity in in the app uh, from a high level, seeing seeing the transfer of 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 money of time uh being able to see how people are innovating on our platform to to do new things, I think is so exciting. Um uh, I think yeah, 2020 was was such a bummer year uh for a number of reasons. We're still, you know
1: you just, you just like, like said the greatest understatement of <laughs> of of all time. Like 2020 was a dumpster trash fire. I mean, yes. Yes. Uh
0: putting it putting it lightly. Um, uh, and I, I think, you know, it, sometimes it's hard to uh, see, you know, the good. And uh, sometimes you lose hope in humanity. And so we, we are fortunate enough to have, like, a super admin access where we can see the aggregated activities that go on into our app. And I would I'd be lying if I said that, I you know, on the rough days, I'd log in and see, you know, how much activity is going on. I'm like, all right, there are good people. Like we can keep going. There is, you know, there is, there's a heart out there. Um, But uh, from, from, from that perspective, that's very fulfilling. And uh, I feel we have companies that have used competitor platforms before, and we're glad to have them, but I really love getting a company that hasn't had any type of philanthropic policies um, before, and getting them to create them and, 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 uh, execute those. Um, because that, then that's when I really know that we're doing the right thing is that we have a company that, that now realizes that they can make a difference, um, through their employees. And, um, that, that's the, the, the highlight I think in my mind, Um, not that we don't love all of our customers because we do, but. Sure.
1: Well, but well, being being that first point of entry, I imagine, is really it, it's really empowering to the organization. You know, what 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 was once not possible, we thought this would be too hard, so we never did it, becomes highly possible because you're putting the right tool in the right hands to make it as easy as possible, right? I keep saying possible. I love the word possible I uh today. Yeah. Well, and, I, yeah. and I think
0: that we're, you know, uh, the name of the company is Selflessly because uh, the, my favorite book of all time is the Giving Tree, if you know that book. Shell
1: um, Silverstein? That oh, book. that's such a heartbreaking it book. Is. It just made me a little sad It is.
0: Um, uh, but I think that, you know, here's a, a tree that made a huge impact on that, on that boy's life. And so part of yeah. it, everybody... Yeah, sometimes we, we 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 can't connect the dots for potential donors and volunteers to realize that even if it's a $10 donation or an hour of your time, what an exponential benefit that provides. And so um, uh, I think that uh, the more value that we can place on that and the more we celebrate the small things, I think it's better in the long run for philanthropy in general. Um, and uh, even if we look at... That you know the CEO, there's always these in companies the un the unspoken uh, expectation to donate X amount of money to a giving campaign if you have you know a director level title and up. Um, that's not inclusive of everybody, and we shouldn't set parameters around financial contributions for the person working the front desk that we do for the CEO. And so we really try to level the playing field of what you no. Know, don't ever feel like you have to make a financial contribution. Like you have a talent, something that a nonprofit in your area can use. Like go live your best skill set life and make some differences for these organizations. So we really want to kind of celebrate the the innovation and in in, uh, in kind of the the excitement around even the companies that come back to us like let's organize a day of service or. You we know, have a bunch of developers. Like, what's it take to create a hackathon? Um, and uh, that that kind of drive to to look outside of the box is is precisely what we're here to help help support and coordinate. And so,
1: yeah, that's
0: the big ones for us.
1: Well, so so I. I love that. And I I don't know, I have to tell you, I feel that you're very unique. I've never really heard the giving tree suggested as a a vital business book, but I feel like it is now. Like you've just opened my eyes. I was like, I never really thought of it in that context, but yeah, (laughs) Yeah. if you want to be a business doing good, give, give the giving tree a read. Um, so, so, we actually, before we hopped, you know, on the recording here, one of the things that we talked about is we talked about an acquisition that you were involved in, and I want I want to talk to you a little bit about that. I'm super, super interested. Can you tell Can you tell us about that? Yes.
0: Um, at the beginning of this year, we had the honor of acquiring a company called Employee Vitals. Uh, two phenomenal. Uh, female founders, uh, Laura McKnight and Anne-Marie Harrington. Oh my gosh, amazing. Uh, Honestly, I would just to be able to spend time with them is like a huge win. But they created this fantastic um, uh, diagnostic assessment that employees can take to understand what type of philanthropist am I? Some people just want to write a check and call it a day. Some people want to roll up their sleeves and get those trees planted in the ground. Some people are perfect for board opportunities. And I, they always know a guy or a gal that can help with this issue that a nonprofit's having. And we really want employees, we want people to lean into the, the way that they like to participate uh, in giving back. And so this system uh, that we acquired helps, uh, helps the, the team understand how they want to give back. On uh, the employer side, it lets them know how their employees Want to give back what they care about. Uh, so they get this insight on if uh, for when they're creating group activities or they want to create pillars or some type of thesis on the way the company's purpose needs to be created. Here's all the information that your employees care about and what they're expecting of you when you say you want to be a company that cares or a purpose driven culture or. A corporately or a corporate social respons- responsible yeah. uh, company, uh, and so we were super over the moon to be able to connect with them and uh, take take this over, uh, so that we can integrate it into our system and create even more personalization. So it's easier to find connect with causes and opportunities that yeah. employees may care about, and so we're thankful. And I. Definitely want to spend all my time with them. Um, hopefully, no restraining <laughs> order uh, down the road. But I, I adore them very much.
1: Well, you you are being recorded. This could be used in a, in a future date of law. I'm just throwing that out. That's, there. Fine. Um, That's fine. That's fine. So, well, so, so I'll say you ask fun. you this. I mean, was the was the acquisition process was that was that easy? I, I can't imagine that it was <laughs>
0: so. no, there's there's no there's no handbook for how to do it Tell kind of like a wizard online to tell you, you know,
1: you just right? No right, well, everything. well, so Sorry. that is why that is why a sec advisor group is so important in organizations like them. But sec advisor group they not only understand what it takes to buy and sell smaller businesses, but they also bring with them a really strong network of buyers and sellers to match up your particular acquisition needs. So, so if you are you know, thinking about acquiring a business, thinking about being a visit secadvisorgroup.com. That's S E C K advisorgroup.com to learn more about finding the right buyer or seller for your business. And they are going to be an amazing asset and ally to help you get that done so that you don't have to experience what poor selflessly experienced because I'm sure it was just a, a tough process. <laughs> Yeah. No you know. way to live. No
0: way to live.
1: Well, so, no. so, so let me ask you this because I, I, I'm really, really curious. I'm I, I know we're kind of falling down this like acquisition rabbit hole, but I need to know why is it important or why do you think you should invest in like smaller startup companies, early stage companies, it, rather than established ones? I, I kind of want to head down this conversational tack.
0: So I am um, part part of the esoteric side is Uh, you don't realize what, um, how, how much that helps an entrepreneur when they get a new customer, especially in their early stages. But I think, um, uh, especially if you're in, if you're coming into an industry that's well-established with not very many competitors that have been doing the same thing for a long time, uh, that's been effective for us. We're super nimble. Uh, we are accessible. And we bend over backwards for our customers. Um, And uh, when you get into a more established company, a lot of that, uh, you know, empathy or some of the uh, go the extra mile opportunities don't happen as often. And so um, I've always been a big fan uh, of, for our vendor network, trying to find uh, uh, underrepresented founders in smaller companies that we can work with. Uh, beta testing. We do a ton of beta testing uh, because we've been there. And so this is how we can continue to keep this momentum going of more people starting businesses and and supporting each other. And so um, uh, I just, I I really think that especially like when we talk about like corporate innovation, like more power to big companies starting to bring in uh, us little tiny dancers under their wing and helping them get to, get to, get to the next milestone, um, because it's, it's such a cool, a cool opportunity, and, uh, uh, I just like, I don't know, I like this, this is a great, you know,
1: fun, fun thing, and a
0: lot of people have a lot of great ideas, so being able to watch that kind of build is such a cool
1: yeah, well, and for you folks listening at home, you 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 can't see my facial expressions, but I am dying laughing over here, tiny dancers. Because <laughs> long I'm in my head, I'm
0: like, "What kind of
1: hold me closer joke can I make?" <laughs> like, Please, yeah.
0: This by all <laughs> I
1: all need. <laughs> That's all we can hope awesome, for. Awesome. <laughs> well, so so one of the things that you, you had kind of, you had mentioned wanting to talk about was was the next generation of corporate philanthropy. And I think what I keep hearing, um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna ask about you. Just bear bear with me for a second. Right now you're at my whim. Ha ha. Um do I you consider that. yourself to I be an that. empathetic person?
0: Terminally yeah, Terminally. so
1: so I ask that it's, because every y, your word choice and your verbiage like Everything that you're doing and saying right now is reflective of like a deep empathy I want to help you know you're you're talking about people over profit like at every turn and so so I just I love that um, and I think if I had to hazard a guess, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of selflessly success can probably be attributed to that—the fact that it has at least one founder, probably two, probably multiple, who are inherently empathetic. And so I actually I'm gonna I'm gonna go down a little tangent. Come with me. It's the weather is great down here. Um, <laughs> but how do you think your empathy has has informed your your business strategy.
0: Great question. Um, my co-founder, dead inside, dead inside, just no, no feeling is he, Wait, is he the oh, data guy, like no, the data tech kidding. guy? He's... Yeah, actually, I'm the type guy, which is terrifying. He is. He's the operations like... guy. <laughs> yeah. He's the wrangler. Yeah. No, he's. He, He's, um, he's, he would never admit it, but he's, he's up there with me. Um, I think a lot of our empathy or mine, um, if I could be so bold, is really how we built the company. So we probably could segment a lot of our features and upcharge. We could probably take a percentage of a donation as a transaction fee. Um, uh, and, uh, but... I think the uh, empathy side, the empath in me felt gross as a for-profit company taking a part of that donation and also uh, cutting off opportunities for a company to get back through yeah. a channel that makes sense for their business model. And so um, uh, I think from a user experience perspective, the way that we lay everything out, every email that's generated out of our app has a GIF in it. Like if you make a donation, this little otter pops up and it says, You otter, be proud of yourself. Like, um, yeah, it's corny, that's it's like, fine, that's it's, like, it's where I it's live. Gorgeous uh, dad live.
1: joke <laughs> as dysfunction that I think I've ever heard in my life. Oh, yeah. but okay, oh, yeah, <laughs> I
0: like to keep the bar low. I'm sure, I'm sure some of you I'll be on some panel for UI uh someday soon. Um, but uh, uh um, I we, we, wanted, we're, we didn't wanna be uptight, we wanna be casual. Um, I think I, I said once on a panel that we're the Cardi B of philanthropy. I have no clue what that means. I don't know, but it sounds like something that I'd like to invest my time in. Um, but uh, you know, like we, we wanted to build something that, that everybody can use and, um, and really have access. Our filtering system include, includes accommodations for gender-neutral bathrooms, ADA accessibility, um, I think our our app is more intuitive because we do understand the barriers that exist to connect people yeah. with the classes we care about. Uh, and so uh, uh, we haven't, we don't have a ton of support tickets because people have naturally been able to find what they are looking for, knock on wood, or they're just not telling me, which is bad. Uh, not the case. I feel like we have a very open and honest uh, conversation with our customers, but um but I think that that's been that's made for a better user experience because we've we've yeah. been in the position that our customers have been in, and so we built this with uh, with with the with the yeah. with the bear the pain points in mind.
1: Well, well, I love that, and and you're actually organized as a B Corp, right? That was a conscious decision. <laughs> we are.
0: Yeah, um, we're the state, we're Indiana's first benefit corp and certified B Corp. And uh, we were the seventh certified B Corp in the state. Um, And really, that that was, um, it's a relatively new thought process uh, for our state. A lot of people think we're a nonprofit, we are not. Um, uh, But I decided to become a B Corp really early in our company. We were most likely one of the earliest companies to actually get awarded the certification. Um, And so uh, I would say uh, partially one reason why we did it is if we're going to tell companies to do good, well, we probably should be doing great. Uh, Who am I to say you need to do better? And then we're, you know, the worst company ever (laughs) in its existence. So we're going to do that. But um, the best part about being um, a certified B Corp is that, uh, and this is true for startups, when we take on investment, when we make decisions for the company, I have the ability to make decisions that benefit stakeholders outside of just our investors and our fiduciary responsibility as a company. Like we pay full medical benefits. We're a pet-friendly office. We're a carbon neutral office. We, we We have a diversity inclusion policy. Um, uh, and quite frankly, whether there was a certification or not, we would still be doing the same things because I feel like this is how I want to run my business in general. We want to do the right things. And so, um, we've done a lot of education around the B Corp. We've helped several become certified B Corps. And uh, really celebrate that because there's no doubt there's some extra work there, but we're doing (laughs) we're doing the best. I I
1: imagine you might you might well tell us about this. Like you look at your body of work and you look at what you're accomplishing. That That feels pretty damn good, doesn't it?
0: I like kind of, I, I like doing, I, I like going my own path. Um, when I look at myself in the mirror, that's, that's how I found out I have scoliosis. Uh, so fun fact. Uh, but I, I don't know. Like I, I just, my parents have been entrepreneurs oh, and they've man. always taken the harder that was, road. That to was do the beautiful. Right to and yeah,
1: that's my parents, wire. man. <laughs> exactly
0: we need to do you, need you've to do given right me there.
1: you've given me a lot of warm is, fuzzies is over the processing. course of this conversation so, i think i might be yeah. spoiled for all I other guests know, forever <laughs> <no. laughs> i'm trying i'm trying to do the
0: best.
1: I everyone mean, who <laughs> <it> comes <laughs> after you're going to be like do you have a touching story
0: yeah.
1: yes no no <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, so, talk to us later. I mean, I love we've it. Good. we've Good. certainly learned about you. And um, I've loved everything that I've learned about you. But talk to us a little bit more about um, kind of that next year, gen of yeah. corporate yeah. philanthropy. <laughs> you mentioned something, something that you like to talk about. And I, I'd love to hear more because I, I want to hear, you have a finger on the pulse. What does, clearly selflessly as a tool to make corporate giving and corporate philanthropy easier, which is fantastic. But what do you see coming down the pipeline?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, from a financial perspective, for a long time people gave a, a bigger check to one organization or or a smaller number of organizations. Now we're seeing a lot more frequent, smaller gifts across different organizations. Sometimes sometimes that's generated based on whatever's going on in the world. Um, And so that kind of breaks the mold of what philanthropy has been for a long time. In addition to platforms like Charity Navigator and GuideStar that give some transparency into how nonprofits operate, um, that's been a burden on nonprofits to, to provide that reporting, but conversely, sometimes it, that uh, people are re- doing more research on the organizations that they want to support. And because of that, we're seeing a lot more support towards local, hyper-local organizations, grassroots organizations, ones that are, are relatively new into the space and uh, uh, don't get the same seat <laughs> at the table that maybe a larger organization gets. And so the, I would say not necessarily, it's not always a younger generation. There's, I would say the more, let's say the more modern employee trademark, hashtag, whatever. uh, 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 Really wants to be able to have access to, to work with that local grassroots organization, not necessarily having a big, a big organization in between that relationship or the recipient of that, of those funds. Uh, they want to know that their money is going towards this fund or this part of the mission or this program, and they want granularity, which yeah. which awesome. But smaller nonprofits are, you know, small teams. They don't have time to even create that granularity. So we try to do the work of creating that granularity on behalf of the nonprofit. We have a nonprofit focus group on our side that gives us the feedback. Are we building a platform that's going to ruin your lives? Um, what should we build that's cognizant of the resources that you have? Uh, so, um, so I think that uh, you know, they want to know their impact. They want to know what type of impact they're making, um, how it's, how it's um, been utilized over the year across you know, 50 nonprofits. Um, and so we want to create that. So our system has 1.8 million nonprofits in the system that you can donate to. And over 80,000 volunteer opportunities across the U.S. that you can participate in or just log whatever you're doing now that, to give back. Um, and so a lot of systems create this closed community sure. and you only can support these organizations and do this this way. And that's that's not inclusive. And so this generation wants control. They want to be empowered, and yeah. quite frankly, want to be able so, to dictate how the company
1: gives back. So, so that's tell me this. Exactly you know that, exactly that that's kind of the and future so, of, of what employers want and what society let's, let's wants. It's so, you know, also down. And, the, and, the, the, yeah, all, and all of that. The that that was, that was beautifully so, uh, a beautifully answered, beautiful answer to a very complex question. Say. So thank you for that. But how about what what what's next for you?
0: Oh gosh. Um, yeah, I think for us, we want, we, we really want to, we want a hundred percent of companies to give something back, do something. Um, and so our product roadmap is really focused on accessibility and how do we get companies, organizations, how do we get them coordinated? How do we coordinate um, big efforts. Uh, you know, right now, we're doing a bunch of work to help with getting uh, medical supplies over to India uh, because of, of the pandemic and how they're running out of oxygen. Um, and so, you know, what what? How do we get our our user base of of, of people to contribute something to help get resources over to India so they can uh, 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 survive through the pandemic? Um, but I think, uh, you know, we want, we want to start steering the conversation towards what the data is showing. We, we, we haven't actually, as a company even launched a go-to-market strategy yet. We've been focusing on the product and our growth has been organic and referrals. And so we, we're going to launch our go-to-market and really get our brand out there. Um, so thank you for having us. This will be a huge help, but, um, uh, you know, like for us, we want to inspire yeah, businesses Rich, to ego about-
1: free. All right. That's what needs to go in so, the business uh, card. And
0: also, uh, maybe, maybe take a little bit of ego out of
1: it. And <laughs>
0: let's just be real about uh, our internal mantra is feature rich, ego free. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was on my Tinder for years. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh, just bring it into the company once that launched but you know i, I think if we can benchmark and, and get people inspired to give back whether they use the platform or not then that's then that's over. yeah so i think what's next for us is how can we continue to awesome. kind of well, so, so we have we are almost the,
1: uh, at the end of our time ERP together my friend and i i thoroughly enjoyed this but i do have
0: how we take the corporate Long final corporate question for you and <laughs>
1: And, and just, I, just I in my head, accessible. this is an easy question, but for you, it might be difficult. I don't know. Uh, but I want to ask you, what are your favorite organizations, favorite charities to, to donate to, whether it's your time or your money or your coats, whatever it is, yeah. uh, give, give us a couple of your faves.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, Project Leah, which is a local nonprofit here in Indianapolis, they um, they recruit uh, women coming out of incarceration to learn woodworking. You and know, trades I'm checking that out. <laughs> so, like, our thank you gifts are little air plant folders that have our logo on them, and they were made by Project Leah. And so they make, like, coffee tables and air plant folders. You can buy them online on their e-commerce store, Project projectleah.com. Um, but awesome organization that we've loved to work with. Um, we did a big push um, adult and child health uh, here in Indianapolis as well. They created a bunch of volunteer vaccination clinics. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, and so instead of nurses having to do the front office stuff, let's let them continue to do vaccinations and increase the appointments. Uh, so we staffed the front of their vaccination clinics through with volunteers from our. our to help more people vaccinated. So those, those are a few that um, that I, I spend time with um, on a national kind of level. It's really been centered around whatever's going on in the world. So I have heard we're of this. With AmeriCares. I heard this. Yeah. Help them get stuff over to India. But a really cool nonprofit that I've kind of started to casually date I sure. guess, is Be My Eyes. So everybody can participate in this. It's a mobile app for people with visual. visual yeah, and you can, be, you can help them find, you know, stuff on the shelf at the grocery store across the street through their phone camera. And so, yeah. you know, little things to, to, to hang out. Also, the, tech, the crisis line, yeah. uh, you can be a I love that. I love that you're
1: dating nonprofits price and price you're holding price them price. close. Uh, so, so I want to share yeah, with okay. the audience before Those we go so just been, really quickly. You know, when been, you when you sent been over been your kind of close. suggested holding messages, um, you said something that really soon. resonated with me. <laughs> and I you've kind of proven time and time again um, throughout this conversation that this is where your heart lies, which I just love. Um, But I want to share this with the audience. No matter what the size of your company, always consider what little things you can do for your community or to give back, even if it's just a few minutes being eyes for someone else, even if it's, you know, $5 that you might otherwise have spent on a coffee, even if it's, you know, just a little bit of your time, something from your cut, like whatever it is, Um, you know, and that goes for companies and that goes for people, as well. So, so I just, I wanted to share that because it really, it struck me. It struck me right in the feels. Uh, I read that because I was like, oh man, what a powerful message. So, so I just want to say thank you so much for being with us here today and taking the time to chat with us about selflessly amongst other things. (laughs) Oh, good. Well, good. Glad to hear it. And, you know, we are, we are also, we are honored to have you, but we are also honored. Uh, once again, today's episode of Start a Puzzle was sponsored by SEC Advisor Group. Thank you. Making your merger I, and an acquisition an process as smooth and hassle-free that. as possible. Be sure to check out how SEC Advisor Group is helping early-stage companies plan and execute their successful exit okay. by visiting their website at secadvisorgroup.com. That's S-E-C-K, Advisor Group dot com and we are honored at their involvement in the show we think they do really great work and it's really cool to be able to partner with them on stuff like this uh so thank you to SEC advisor group and thank you our our listeners and friends for joining us for yet another episode of the startup hustle podcast we will catch you next time have a good one